Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I'm thankful for everyone who listens. And I want to start out with the show today, uh, sending a shout out to my dad and his brothers who they're on the road right now. uh, And they're going to be on the road for a little while. I know they're going to listen to this. I don't know where they'll be. I know they're in Arizona right now. Um, But to you guys, thank you guys for working hard and hope you know we miss you guys here back in Franklin and can't wait for you guys to come back home um so yeah if you if you're on the road and you uh happen to go to one of their shows tell them I said what's up but uh anyways I'm excited for today's guest uh it's a second time guest and someone who uh isn't in town a lot and so I had to take advantage of the time that I had with him while he was here and so I want to welcome back to the show my cousin Zion Katina. Zion, welcome. Thanks for being here today, bro. Howdy, dude. Thanks for having me back. I uh, I, I look forward to any time that you're you're in town, and uh, now that I have this podcast, it gives us another excuse to get together and sit right. down and talk for a little bit. Right. Uh, for people who maybe didn't hear your first episode or just a refresher, could you go ahead and just introduce yourself and let the people know who you are? Yeah, I'm Zion Katina. I'm John's oldest son uh, out of his five. Um, I'm from here in Franklin, but I'm going to school in Kennesaw State down in uh, Georgia. Nice, bro. And you are, I found this out last night, you're getting ready to graduate this year, right? Yeah, this December. And what's your degree in? Sport management. So... I'm sure you you hear this question a lot, but are you? What are you thinking of? Like, are, do you think you're going to stay down in Kennesaw or move back up here or somewhere else? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, wherever I can get a job is like probably going to be the most important thing. But uh, I I wouldn't mind staying down there. Uh, I like it a lot down there. It's really similar to here, um, but I've just gotten really comfortable down there the past. Uh, four and a half years so I wouldn't mind staying down there but I also you know if I ended up back here I would, that would be awesome too nice well for any potential employers that are listening I have an excellent candidate for you he's gonna have a college degree here in December and yep. uh he's worth a lot of money so pay <laughs> get ready to pay up yeah well dude I, I I'm uh I'm again I'm thankful that you're here uh and you know, as a second time guest. So I've had all of the uncles on as second time guests. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun with them. And for someone who's already been on the show, I kind of felt like the whole three question thing was, you know, I I wasn't sure I really wanted to do that again. So Mm -hmm. uh, for second time guests, I don't do the three questions. I just ask one question. All right. And it's really what this show is all about. And so it's open ended and you can answer it however you want. Um, but I want to ask you, Zion, what's going on at home? Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I'm getting ready to graduate in December. So I'm really trying to sort of figure out, you know, what's coming next. But at the same time, uh, I'm trying to lock, lock in on, you know, I, I play football. And so this is going to be my last season. Um, we're starting spring practice this next week. Uh, I'm on spring break right right now. That's why I'm home. Um, but we start spring practice next week. So just getting ready to try to make a big run this last time around. Uh, but at the same time, also, you know, trying to look forward to what's going on, but not too much to where I'm getting distracted from what I'm doing right yeah. now. Yeah. So I had your brother River on last week. Yeah. And Riv is getting ready to graduate from high school. Right. And is getting ready to go to college. And I just want to ask you, as a guy who's on the home stretch, almost done with college. Looking back at your time at Kennesaw State, obviously you were a student athlete, and so your college experience was a little unique. Um, But I wanted to ask, 
as you look back on the past years that you had uh, as a student athlete at Kennesaw State, is there anything that you would tell someone like River or anyone that's getting ready to go to college now like that you wish you would have done differently or maybe something you're really glad that you did at Kennesaw State? As you just look back on that experience, what are what's like your main takeaways and, and what do you th- think you could have done better maybe? Um, one thing that I liked, and I mean, I, it is different because I was playing football, but, uh, I was just really busy all the time, uh, which it could, you know, sometimes it gets a lot, you know, when you add school on top of that, but I think just staying busy, uh, makes it go by a lot faster. I know everyone says like with high school and college, like, oh, like it'll be over before you know it. And like, that's like a real thing. Um, but I would say, for River or for anyone who's, you know, getting ready to, to take on college, like find, find something that you're into, find something to do. Uh, my first like semester and a half, like other than football, like I didn't do anything. I didn't go out. I didn't do anything like that. Um, but just have something to do. Um, and if not, like it's, it's cool to just kind of chill and hang out. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that's one thing that I wished, for like my first year really was that I went out and did more stuff. Cause you know, I'm probably busier now than I've, I've ever been, but I'm probably having the most fun too. Yeah. So one thing that people will say about college is outside of the education that you're getting, uh, in the classroom, a big part of college for a lot of people is, uh, it's kind of a time for you to discover yourself and, and learn about yourself. Would you say there's anything that you've learned about who you are or what interests you or what makes you tick just in your time at Kennesaw State that maybe you didn't know before? Um, yeah, I think I think the biggest, uh, I don't know if I'd call it change, but like the, the biggest thing that this has occurred for me the past four years was uh, I've grown deeper in my faith. Mm. Um, you know, like in growing up, you know, with our, our background, with our family, uh, you know, I, I had that, that Christian foundation and values and all that stuff, but like kind of in high school, like, you know, I, I was Christian and, you know, I went to church and all that, but I, I didn't have like a relationship with God. Um, and that's something that for the past four years I've, I've really gotten to build on. Uh, I, I found a really good group of friends, um, like my, my second, my sophomore year. Um, and, you know, we just, we've been going to church together. We have, like, a, a discipleship group that we've done the past couple of years, and now I'm doing one with some of my other teammates. Uh, and it's just living life together and holding each other accountable, but that's probably the, the biggest thing that I've been able to take these past four years that I didn't have before was just a, a deeper relationship with God. Nice. Yeah. So I have to ask you this because I feel like, you know, in our group of cousins our age uh specifically like me you eli jackson and dylan yeah uh we kind of give you crap for this but it's all in good fun but i i, I do want to have a talk with you or a conversation with you about it is because um you know eli jackson dylan and i are all either married or in Engaged. super uh, serious relationship. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Dylan and Grace who yeah. recently got engaged. Congrats. I don't know if you brought that up on the podcast, but my cousin Dylan and Grace, I think he alluded to it in his episode, but he, they did finally get engaged. Yeah. And so very excited for them. Right. But anyways, you've, you've made it through college without, as far as I know, dating anybody. Yeah. I yeah. want to ask you like, does that, is there like a desire there for you or are you just kind of are you content with just being single right now like because I think there's a lot of single people out there that might listen and maybe they get tired of of their friends or their or whatever talking about oh my wife this or my girlfriend that or whatever it is um but like what is singleness like for you and and what do you enjoy about it and are there like desires to not be single yeah, no, it's funny that you say because uh, I remember my my f- first semester going into college, I did have a girlfriend, and you were the only one that did it, and we were giving you crap, and then right when you and Alexis started dating, 
me and my girlfriend oh, broke okay, up. Yes, I remember. So like we completed the cycle and then it yeah. broke again. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. Since that, um, since like my first semester, I, I I haven't had a girlfriend, and it's been good. Um, one thing that like I try to do is to remind myself is to like not feel pressured by everyone else, not just you guys, but like I I went to school with kids like in high school that are also already married and I'm just like you know everyone's at their own pace and that's good Uh, but I don't want to you know try to pressure myself I'm at the point where I mean I don't know that I'd say like I'm actively looking for a girlfriend but I am aware I think it was on Dylan's episode where y'all talked about how like once you get out of school like it gets a little harder to yeah to meet people uh, so I do have a, I have a few months left in being in a, a pool of yeah. candidates. Uh, but I, I'm not like, Oh, I need to find a girlfriend yeah. before I graduate. Uh, I think that's like good. it's whatever happens, happens, but I am, I am aware of, uh, my situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to let you know that it's all in good fun. It's like, oh yeah. I, I think the main thing is, so one of my favorite parts of, uh, my relationship with Alexis is seeing her with my sister-in-law, Amelia and Leah, and Mm -hmm. they get along well. And I know that those relationships have been really rich for her. And I know whenever you find your lady that will be great for Alexis. Yeah. I I get excited for Alexis and and you obviously. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, I wanted to at least touch on that. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, because I think we talked about it last time you were in, about music. I want to ask you about the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, man. Because I know, if I know you as well as I think I do, I know you probably really enjoyed it. I did. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I w- so, I was really excited. One, just because, um, you know, I, I was a little too young to, like, be the kid that, like, grew up on Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Uh, but I did grow up on Eminem a little bit, uh, growing up, I wasn't like, I wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop when I was a kid, but I'd like sneak behind my parents back and like (laughs) download. And like, I, I remember, um, Eminem was like the first like rap artist that I like listened to a lot. Mm. And it was like, I think it might've been 2010 when relapse came out, uh, or maybe it was recovery. I don't know, but it was really, I was really excited to see him. And then also Kendrick Lamar is probably my, my favorite, uh, artist. And it's, it's annoying because as you know, he hasn't released any music in five years. And I was hoping maybe he would use that (laughs) as like some sort of rollout for a project, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I watched, I watched it at, um, one of my, uh, FCA leaders house and, uh, I mean, he's like in his early forties, probably okay. late thirties, and so but he was having a blast. So that dude. was his. Music. That was his music. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool because I, I feel like we haven't had that many big stars like on the same stage in a while. Yeah, definitely not from like hip hop culture. That's never happened. no. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can't remember. Has there? There's been like features, like special guests or whatever, but they've never had like a, as far a as I hip-hop. know, like a hip hop headliner. Yeah. And it was all like hip hop and R&B. Yeah. What, um, I want to talk about Eminem because I think, I, I don't, I, I know he's like the best selling rap artist of all time and maybe one of the best selling artists ever. Yeah. And people, a lot of times people talk about him being white as being like a big part of that, which I definitely think that's a factor because I think he's uh, palatable for both for all kinds of listeners. Right. But I do think there's something more than that because there are other white rappers and white yeah. artists in in hip hop that aren't don't do numbers like Eminem. Yeah. You said he was your one of your favorite rappers growing up. Yeah. What about Eminem is so appealing to you and, and millions of people around the world? Uh, for me, it's I mean he's just he's super talented. Like, um, it's now some of his old stuff. It's it's a little out there. Oh and yeah, we know. Yeah, we, we know old, who Eminem the, is. But like, regardless of like what it was, he was saying like the way that he's just really good at at putting words together. Yeah. Uh, like regardless of, you know, him being white or whatever, like I think 
most people would argue that he's like, you could argue that he's like the best ever. I don't think he's the best ever, yeah. but he's like, he's in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, he's just really talented uh, at the end of the day. Like even, even today, like his, his music today to me is not as good as it was, yeah. but he can still quote unquote, like out rap probably most artists that yeah. are relevant today. Yeah, I so I grew up, I probably wasn't as big of an Eminem fan as you were, but I liked Eminem growing up, and I often found myself, because like two things that I loved growing up was rap and basketball. Yeah. And I would like find myself com- making comparisons. I would be like, this rapper compares to this, this player. player. Yeah. Do you know, who's like, because I know who my comp is for Eminem in basketball. It's Larry Bird. No. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, I don't know. I see. I think that there's a lot of similarities in the just the approach that they have between Eminem and Kobe Bryant. Okay. And I feel like they're the closest. If I could make that comp- comparison, yeah. If you had to, because. I feel like Eminem, I I actually, like, I feel like the thing that makes Eminem so great is actually his dedication. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's talented. Right. But I don't know if, like, as far as, like, raw talent, and especially a guy who, again, grew up as a white kid in Detroit. Yeah. Kind of how Kobe Bryant grew up as a black kid in Italy. Yeah. They were kind of outsiders. They just dedicated themselves to one thing, <clears throat> and you know, there's there's probably arguments that there are other people better than yeah. them at basketball or rapping. But you know, I don't know if you can argue that people there was anyone who worked harder at what they did than Eminem and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, no, I, no, I see that. I don't know why I like to to make those yeah. comparisons, but I always think, yeah, Eminem is like the Kobe of, of rap music. So who's Who's the Jordan of rap music then? Um, I guess if I had to say someone right now, it would be Jay-Z. I was going to say, I'd say Jay-Z too. But the thing is, like, I'm not like a Jordan guy. Obviously, like, I'm, I'm from the younger crowd. Yeah. I'm not a Jordan guy, but, like, I acknowledge how great he is. Yeah. And I, I, I like Jay-Z a lot. He's not my favorite, but I wouldn't mind if someone said that he was the best ever yeah jay-z's like just like he's good yeah he's a great and he's just done like the accolades and just his his rise i guess has been like there it's unrivaled yeah from what he, for like he's way more than just a rap artist yeah. now he, he's i mean he's the one that's running the halftime shows exactly now. Yeah. yeah and his i you know People talk about a lot his his business adventures and, yeah. um, you know, he's the iconic, his relationship with Beyonce. Yeah. And I don't it's know. Crazy. I think Jay-Z is, when, when all said and done, Jay-Z will be, uh, he'll always be at the top. Right. Like, yeah. in that conversation. I don't think there's anything that could happen that would be like, yeah, he kind of fell off. Yeah. Or, even if he came out with, like, a trash album. Yeah. It, Which he still makes good music. Yeah, yeah. Did you um, did you watch the uh, Kanye documentaries? I've only seen the first one. What'd you think? It, it was really cool. I thought I think it's funny because uh, you know Kanye is he's really popular right now for I don't want to say the wrong reasons, nah, but it's the wrong reasons. <laughs> but it's like it doesn't seem like he's his personality. Like it doesn't seem like he's changed that much from when he was younger, like in the docs, like. I mean, obviously he's older and like, you know, some things are different, but like he was still like kind of out there, just unique. Just he was, he was different even back then. Yeah. Kanye is definitely a very, I think different is a good word. One thing that, so I've watched all three of the documentaries and one thing that I really enjoyed about them was, uh, it highlights a lot, his relationship with his mother. Mm. And I've always heard that like. I forget who it was, but I remember people were saying, because it's well documented, Kanye has had like some mental health issues right. and uh, like 
infamous outbursts and on public stages and stuff. And uh, I remember someone was talking about him and saying that, you know, everything changed when his mother died. Right. That his mother was like an anchor for him. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I would hear that be like, oh yeah, that's easy to say. Like, yeah, everyone loves their mom or whatever. But uh, his relationship with his mom was special and that I can totally see like, I don't want to say they come across as like codependent, Mm -hmm. but Kanye's mother, I don't think there's a Kanye West if it wasn't for his mom. Yeah. And I guess you could probably say that about anybody. Yeah. yeah. But like the, anyways, the, the way that they show light on his relationship with his mom, I really enjoyed that. I think that's special. Yeah. No, I hadn't got to. I think that it was probably in the second and third episode because I there wasn't a lot of that in the first one. I need to I still need to watch them. I just haven't gotten around to them yet. Yeah, I'm really inspired. I was really inspired watching it because, you know, Kanye was kind of weird for his era. Like he that that era of when he was coming up was like really big on like the flashy rapper. Yeah. uh, like Rockefeller Records, yeah. like the big chains, it, yeah. kind of the stereotypical what you think right. of when you think of like a big famous rapper. Yeah. And he was not that. Yeah, that really wasn't him. And he was he like really dove into that, like mm-hmm. being the backpacker and yeah. being the kind of nerdy black kid from Chicago. Right. Like, um, and I appreciated that because, in, in the same way, I, I feel this. I feel the same way about Eminem. That, you know, Kanye was very honest and wasn't, like, ashamed of who he was. Or uh, he didn't try and... He didn't change himself for anyone. Right. And I think that's a big key to a lot of his success. And the reason why he was able to... He's able to rise to the level that he is at now. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, um, I guess we'll move on to, to something new. I want to ask you about uh, just your time when you're home and when you're with your brothers and your mom and your dad. Being being the son who kind of lives away from the house now, yeah. uh, when you're back here, like, what do you focus on with when when it comes to like your family? I guess just sort of being around. I mean, we don't we don't really do anything like different or extravagant, but just like. This morning, just hanging out, uh, me, Riv, and Steele are just chilling in the room. Blaze, or yeah, because they didn't go to school today. Joe's at work and Blaze's at school. So just kind of hanging around and just kind of reminding everybody that I'm still, you know, accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different. It's, uh, I, I, I think we do a pretty good job with keeping in touch with each other. Uh, when I'm gone, like, I, I have, my group text with y'all. And then uh-huh. I also have one with jet Riv, steel blaze and Lou, um, and one with my parents as well. Um, so, I, you know, we do a good job. I think, uh, keeping in touch a few times a week. Uh, but it's always good to, to just come back and just hang for a little bit. Like I didn't really have a plan for my spring break. I just, I went, saw some friends in Knoxville for a couple of days and then I was like I'll just come home for a few days hang out for yeah. a little bit and then I'll probably head back like tomorrow or Thursday um, but yeah it's just like just spending time really it's yeah. probably the biggest thing um, so I've talked with uh, your dad has been very honest about you know the divorce mm-hmm. and um if you're comfortable talking, I would like yeah. to ask you, like, since your parents got divorced, right? How has it changed your relationship with your brothers? Uh, it definitely brought us a lot closer, um, just over the time, just because it's just kind of, it's just been like a let's rally around each other type of deal, um, and then also, I feel like I have had to, not like be a dad, but I've also had to kind of like, I don't know if I'd say mentor, but just be like, I, I gotta be able to step up and be like, Hey, like what, what you're doing? Like you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like it rather than just kind of like be like, all right, whatever, I'll let them figure it out. That's 
one of my things I feel like I've started just had to like be a, a better leader. Yeah. Really. And not like boss him around, like tell him what to do, but just be like, Hey, like, let me tell you from my own experience, like, you know, <clears throat> you should, this probably isn't good or like, you know, this is good, whatever. Um, and they've, they've been great about it. like, it's hasn't like caused any issues with anybody. Um, but yeah, just that. And then, I mean, yeah, we're just, we're all closer, I think because of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been good. Yeah. I remember. So, and you probably experienced this being a firstborn when I was younger growing up and my dad would leave to go on the road. A lot of times he would say something to me and I was pretty young. He would say things to me like, you're the man of the house. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, you know, take care of your mom and take yeah. care of your brother. And I think that's a, a good thing to instill in like a young child. But I also think it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It, it can be interpreted the wrong way, right. especially from if you're a young child. Mm -hmm. And but the one thing is that my dad always came back home eventually. Right. And now you are the man of the house and the yeah. house, and you have been for a few years now. Yeah. And I know your dad is still around. And right. Yeah. He makes a lot of effort to, to stay involved in, mm -hmm. in, um, all of your guys's lives, but he's not at the house anymore. Right. So uh, do you feel like there's a lot of, like, do you feel like there's an unhealthy amount of pressure that that has put on you or like, have you experienced like, wow, I am the man of the house. And, like, what is that like? Um, not really, because I mean, now sometimes it's kind of been the other way around where like now, like when I leave, like I mm. tell like Jedderiv, like, okay, like, yeah, you know, basically the same thing. Like I just help out your mom, you know, make sure the kids are staying out of trouble, whatever. Yeah. Um, and like we have like a, a group text or whatever. And sometimes mom will be like, Hey, like, can y'all get the laundry done? Like before I get home or whatever. And then like she'll she'll text later and be like, I just got home, the laundry's not done, and then I'll have to get in there and be like, guys, do the laundry. <laughs> like, um, no, I, I don't think that there's any added pressure. I, I think the biggest thing for me that has just been hard is just like being away. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just not you know, sometimes like people will come to me like with stuff and like I mean, all I can really do is like listen. Like I I'm not there, like I can't really do anything uh to help the situation just being uh, a few hours away so that's probably been the hardest thing for me um but i don't i don't know that i'd say that there's been like any added pressure i mean we've all kind of helped each other throughout the whole process uh the past few years which has been great um but that's yeah the hardest thing is probably just like being distant yeah um one more question about this and we can yeah. move on but I remember one thing that in one of your dad's episodes that he said that really stuck with me was that he, he was, t uh, I think he was having a conversation with like a counselor or someone and, mm -hmm. and he talked about the importance of being a waiting dad. And basically what he, what I took from that was that, you know, obviously there's a lot of healing that has to happen because of, of some of the decisions that your dad made yeah. and um, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. That's, that was basically what I took that he's awaiting dad. He's mm -hmm. there waiting. But I want to ask you as a son, like obviously your relationship with your dad and your parents and everyone changed. Yeah. What is, if you're, what's your ideal like relationship with your father uh, moving forward and you know it could be years from now that you guys reach that or maybe you have maybe you're there already but like when you think about your relationship with your dad what is like your dream for for it to become I think uh, probably where it's at right now mm. is probably where I'd have it um, like obviously like it's it's never gonna be the same with with any with any of us really um, but it's not it's not bad right now i think right now is probably where i'd have it at and like like you said about waiting like it probably took me and then like probably took jet longer than it did the younger kids just because when everything went down like the kids were a lot younger mm -hmm. and they probably just didn't really get it as yeah. much 
uh, as me and Jet did. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we talk. We I mean, we still talk. Yeah, probably weekly. Um, and everything's all all good for the most part, as long as everything here back home is going good. Then like I'm good. Um, but yeah, probably where it's at right now is yeah. probably as as good as it'll it'll get. Yeah. Um, which is good. It's a, it it took time, but you know it's it's good where it's at. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. And you know, I think uh, my desire is that that just that you and my cousins are are happy. And yeah. And you know, I think both of your parents are. That's what they want for you guys. Too. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for talking with me about that, dude. Yeah, dude. So. Moving on, <laughs> um, I know that you are a, a big movie fan. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what uh, what have you watched lately that you really enjoy, and what are you looking forward to coming out in the future? Yeah, uh, so as you know, yesterday I went and saw The Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I don't know that I'd say it was as good as Christopher Nolan's uh, movies, but it was really good. Uh, I thought Robert Pattinson... If anyone knows, he's the the dude from Twilight. Yeah. Uh, he did a really good job. Um, yeah, no, I I like movies a lot. Uh, I went by myself yesterday. Uh, that's one of the things I do. Like I just if, as soon as a movie comes out, like I'll I'll hit people up and be like, if you want to go see it, like I'm gonna go see it regardless. Yeah. Um, but uh, coming forward, I'm I'm looking for. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. Uh, so. I think it's May sixth. We got Doctor Strange too, oh, wow. and the Multiverse of Madness coming up. I saw Spider Man. I saw Spider Man like four times in theaters back in December. <laughs> um, One of those was with me. Yeah, I yeah. saw. I think I saw it. I might have seen it with Eli too. I saw uh, once with you, once by myself, once with Jet, and I think once with uh, Steel and Blaze. Um, but yeah, dude, love movies. Uh, last night I watched Moneyball. If anyone's ever seen that, I've well, never seen it. I've heard about it though. It's good. I mean, it's from like it came out like years ago with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. It's a really good movie about uh, the I think it was like the 2002 Oakland A's when they went on their big run and how their front office was running things a little unorthodox. Yeah, uh, it's really good though. Uh, but yeah, dude. I, I I've heard that that front office really changed the way like all of sports is managed today. Yeah, they're the the whole thing about it was that they were kind of running their team based off uh, not advanced analytics, but kind of. Yeah. Uh, and like they they lost three like star players, um, and then they just went and go picked up some what people would think were like scrubs yeah. but like when you look at all these numbers it's like well you know they get on you know they get on base or like they do this that or whatever um so it was it was a really cool uh it's a really cool way to to look at sports and uh how front offices are run because yeah. i know how we we have a lot of critiques on how certain teams run their front offices um but yeah it's it was, it's a really good movie brad Pitt, jonah hill were really good um, but yeah, movies, dude. Have you ever thought about <laughs> movies, dude? Have you ever thought about going into filmmaking? I, I, I haven't, but I think it would be cool. Yeah. Because I, I, I really don't know a lot about the filmmaking process. I just know I've just seen a lot of movies Yeah, <laughs> and I enjoy watching movies a lot. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I have, like, certain, like, directors uh, like, and writers that I really like, but I don't really know anything about, like, I, all I know is that, like, making a movie is not easy. Yeah. I I also don't know a lot about movie making. One thing I do know is that, like, the crews are huge. And, oh, like, yeah. If you wanted to, you could probably find something that... Like you don't have to be the director or the, oh, or yeah. the star actor. Like, but there's the, a lot of jobs and yeah, in the movie there's a is. lot to do. And yeah, that's one thing I like about movies. I love art in general, and right. I just love creativity. And I think movies are like a, it's a huge like 
mashup of a lot of different types of art because you know there's obviously music involved the acting acting is an art directing is an art film like the actual cinematography aspect of it is an art and I'm sure there's probably some filmmaking person listening. It's like, well, you're missing 98% of what actually goes into it. I don't know. I was just thinking because you're at a place where you kind of have, you can do whatever you want. So I was wondering if filmmaking is something that's interesting to you. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I grew up uh, when I was, I I was homeschooled, you know, I was homeschooled until the seventh grade. Um, And like during kind of that era, my first couple years of public school, I had uh, these friends, Blake and Brent. They lived in my neighborhood who were also homeschooled uh, and I'd hang out with them and like we would just we would just watch like any and every movie yeah. that we could possibly think of because <laughs> they're the same way like they're huge movie guys too um, and so yeah that was a big a big thing for me growing up was just movies yeah cranking them out I think um, I'm glad you brought this up I meant to talk about this but I forgot but I want to talk about being a homeschooled kid because yeah. I, I think like I actually forget a lot of times that you were homeschooled. Yeah. And I think homeschoolers sometimes get a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe deservingly so, or, uh, but mostly yeah, not. I yeah. Think. I know like my brother-in-law actually was a homeschooled kid yeah. and I never would have known it. Really? And he listens to the show. John, if you're listening, what's up, man? But, <laughs> uh, like what, what's your thoughts on homeschooling? Now that you're an adult who was once a homeschool kid, um, I I'm glad that I that I was homeschooled, um, but I'm also glad that I got out of it at the time that I did. Yeah. Because um, I think there is a there is a certain point where because I mean, growing up, I mean, thankfully, I had four younger brothers and then I had a truckload of cousins, mm-hmm. um, but like from like a day to day basis, like. I, it was me and my brothers and then my neighbors who went to school, like when they got home from school, then I could see them. But yeah. outside of that, like I wasn't getting like the big social experience that other people were. And I think it's important for kids to get that eventually. Um, like I said, I seventh grade was my first year of public school, which I guess I would have been like 12, uh-huh. um, 12 or 13. And I think that was a, a good time to start. Uh, I think if I had stayed homeschooled any longer, I probably would be a little, I'm not, I don't want to say weirder, but I mean, I mean, I was homeschooled. Homeschool yeah. kids can, can be weird sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like, just not being around kids their age as much, uh, which again, it's, it's, it's not a problem, but I think it's, it's good to, to eventually get that experience yeah. at, at a certain point. And me, I think around middle school might is probably a good time for that. Yeah. Let me ask. So when you transitioned into public schools, did you feel like you were ahead or behind of your classmates academically? Uh, both. It, it just depended on this, like the subject. Like I was coming out, coming, coming into public school. I was really good at math. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't as good with like, uh, like English and reading all that, that sort of stuff. Um, and then like my science stuff like that, I was a little bit better at. Uh, so I guess it just kind of depends. I mean that I did homeschool like a, a billion different ways. Like uh-huh. there was a couple years where I was at home for like three days a week. And then I would go to this co-op program like two days a week. There was a, like a couple years where it, I did it all online, um, and then but most of it was just my mom just uh-huh. teaching all five of us. Uh, it was cool. I don't know if you remember. We had she somehow turned one of the walls in our room into a chalkboard, yeah. and then she ordered like five desks for us off Craigslist. Yeah. So we had our own little classroom, yeah, <laughs> DIY uh, classroom experience. Um, but yeah, and it was it was fun to to have your mom be the teacher. And then whenever mom was busy, we'd celebrate because if dad was doing it, that means it was going to be a short day. Yeah. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't quite as proficient in the, the teaching areas as mom was. That's funny. But yeah, it was a fun experience. I'm, I'm glad I, I wouldn't change it, um, but I, I am glad that I got out when I got out. 
Yeah. I think so, It especially for parents, but anyone in America, it's been like a hot topic lately yeah. about like just our education system in general. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I have friends who are teachers and I've had conversations with them about it. And I think there's a lot of issues that I'm not well educated on that yeah. take place in just the world of education. And I think often we forget how important that part of our society is. Yeah. Like educating children. And one thing that I think gets lost in, at least in my experience in the school systems, is we don't, I don't feel like kids are given, um, one, the opportunity, and two, the tools to dream. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a lot of focus on, you know, tests and doing good on tests yeah. and things like that, which, sure, that's important, but... One thing, like, we don't put enough focus on, like, in my opinion, like, teaching kids to really think about what you want to do. What do you want to be? And yeah. what do you want to dream of? And, you know, I don't think that everyone needs to decide when they're five or six or, or whatever. Right. But I think it's important when you're five or six to start getting in, learning how to think about what it is that you want, what it is that you love. Yeah. And getting excited about trying to become good at that. Yeah. I think, uh, I think another thing too, like when it comes to education, which I I think is probably one thing that probably helped me with being homeschooled and something I liked is that you get more individual attention. Yeah. Like instead of a teacher trying to teach 30 kids and none of them learn the same or think the same, like some of that stuff kind of gets lost in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's important. I'm I'm doing this thing right now with my my strength coach. Uh, it's like this. It's like a practicum for like my senior seminar class, uh, and it's like a coaching and leadership program. Um, and like one of the things that we've talked about, uh, we've watched like different TED talks on like uh, teaching like people going into like bad schools and just flipping the culture around. Mm. Uh, and the biggest thing that one of the, I can't remember her name, but one thing that she talked about was like. I can't expect a kid to listen to me that doesn't love me. Mm. Like you got to have like a relationship to like, if I have some random dude that just walks in and starts ordering me around, like I'm not going to take that as well as someone that, you know, really gets to know me and I can tell cares about me. And it's, it's easier that way. Uh, which I think was great about having my mom teach me was I, I knew that she really wanted the best, you know, not saying that, other teachers don't, but you know, I, I grew up, I, I had some bad teachers in yeah. in middle school and in high school that it didn't seem like they, they really cared about us, yeah. but, um, but yeah, that's, weren't, uh, you and Eli did homeschool for like a year, didn't you? Yeah. Like two years. Two years. For, so for me it was fifth and sixth grade. I remember yeah. that because I remember we we got to have some sleepovers and then we would do school together yeah. in the morning. Yeah. My um yeah, we were homeschooled for a couple of years. So like I said, I was fifth and sixth grade and a lot happens in when in fifth and sixth grade to yeah. kids. And so I remember so I went to public school like elementary school until fifth grade. And then they pulled so, you. Yeah, then they took us out and you know, I had a, a lot of friends. I loved school. I yeah. actually really enjoyed elementary school. I loved going to school. I had friends and everything. Right. I spent two years being homeschooled. And then I go back to public school. And all of these kids it's that I, I grew up with, I get back. And they're, like, completely different. Like, yeah. we're right in the thick of, like, puberty. puberty. Yeah. Like, everything. No everything has changed. No one what's going on. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember I got to um, my my school with like all these kids that I thought I was just going to jump back in. It was going to be just like it was where you left off. And I felt like I was a very, very new kid (laughs) when I went back. And yeah, I I think, yeah, well, that's a different experience. Like, yeah. Going from public to home and then back to public. Sometimes I wonder how it would have shaped me if I hadn't been taken out. Yeah. Because I think there was a lot of things that when I was homeschooled, um, you know, I, it kind of delayed me being exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. And so I had, 
I, it almost like kind of protected my innocence a little bit yeah. longer. Oh, that that's same same thing for me. For yeah, sure. and so I, it was definitely a sh- like a culture shock for me going back to public school. Right. Um, but I I wonder like how, how it would have changed me if I had never left. Like, would I be? Um, I, I definitely think I would be very different. I think those two years were huge for me. Yeah. Um, have you? Have you? Do you think you and Alexis would ever consider the homeschooling potential future children? Yeah, um, yeah, I do think I would. Yeah, um, but I do. I I don't know. I go back and forth. If I if I were to do that, it would be for kind of what I talked about earlier. Is that I would I want my kids to learn at a young age how to dream. Yeah. And I don't think they they would get that from no. a public school, yeah. personally. At least not how it is right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also want my kids to uh, be connected with the world. Right. And uh, have those social experiences. Yeah, You know, sure. I, I look back at, like, my time in school and... It was hard. Like, mm-hmm. the social part of it was hard for me. Right, yeah. And... Same. Often was actually painful in some in some instances. Um, and I think about possibly having kids one day, and I don't want them to have to experience that. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, some of it, I, I don't even know if the pain was like... If it was useful pain, yeah, if that makes sense. Like I don't know how much I really grew from that. It was yeah. just, it was just it was, hard. It was just, just little kids, just yeah. Being it was dumb. just hard. I, and I'm not even talking about like elementary, more like high school time. Yeah, like there, it was just hard. Some yeah. of it. And I had a great experience in high school. And yeah, I, and it was still hard. Right. And yeah, I know yeah. that there's a lot of kids. I remember. It was just normal to me, but looking back on it, it's so sad thinking about how many kids were just so miserable in high school. Yeah. And I don't want that for my kids, but I don't know if if it's really possible to protect them from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, especially high school, because high school, it's, that's when all the kids think that they're really, really smart yeah. and that they're like invincible and all this stuff. Yeah. But that's when, that's probably when the most, I mean, my middle school was probably hardest for me just because when I came in, it was, it was everyone's second year of middle school and everyone already had a bunch of friends. Like I, I knew some, some kids that went through already, which, which helped. But my first year of public school, I was like this, I was like, this is insane. Well, because one, like when I was homeschooled, like I was so good at like putting myself on a schedule and getting all my work done. Like I'd wake my, I was like, I'd wake myself up like 6 a.m. And I'd have all my work done by eight, and then I'd just wait for my brothers to finish their stuff, and then we'd just you know go do whatever all day. <laughs> yeah. Then I got to middle school, and I was like, I gotta be here for like eight hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. I, yeah. I remember. So I have a good friend from college who actually he wasn't homeschooled, but he went to uh, private school growing up. Yeah. And but it was like there was like. 10 kids in his graduating class it was that kind of thing oh wow. like very small yeah i think it was a christian school and he actually has a story about he uh so he grew up go- going to like that kind of school and yeah. then his freshman year of high school he told his mom mom i think i want to go to public school i want to be with all the other kids yeah whatever and he he lasted one day wow after the first day he told his mom i don't want to do wanna this do anymore. It. yeah and that i like it is a you gotta have tough skin i think yeah to do or not even tough skin but you just have to be used to that environment yeah it's definitely different when everyone else has been doing it for years and then you just show up especially when you're 14 15 and yeah you have all kinds of insecurities oh yeah like it's a lot (laughs) it's a big it's a big transition yeah but yeah no i'm i'm glad i was homeschooled it was it was a good experience, um, but I, I enjoyed public school a lot, too. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end, bro. Yeah, dude. Thank you for, for being here. Um, I want to give you a chance, if you want to, to say anything you want to our listeners. Uh, I mean, I ain't really got anything. I just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just thanks for having me back, dude. I, yeah. I enjoy listening to these. Uh, 
when I, you know, I, I do like Uber Eats deliveries whenever I'm out driving, like I'll just crank up whatever episode I haven't catched up on. And yeah, dude, not nice. a lot of fun. Well, maybe next time we do this, uh, you'll be a college grad. Perhaps. If you, you got to go to class. Bro. I, I got to get, I got to go to class. Get those grades up. I know, man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I love you. Thank you for love being you, here. Bro. Thanks. Uh, for those of you listening, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Yeah. Hey, I got cousins on the island. Yeah. Let me show you what the Usos all about. I got homies on the west side. Yeah. You got problems and they might just test your mouth. I got brothers in the deep south. Yeah. You ain't never felt the heat like this before. And I got homies on the east coast. Yeah. I push the button in the priest outside your door. Check.